0: Blaine for breakfast. Well, there's plenty going on at the moment in a period of record yet increasing employment. Business owners, especially right here in the goldfields and many other regional areas, Esperance and the likes, especially the fruit-picking regions, are struggling to get workers, whether the jobs are part-time, casual, seasonal, whatever it might be. To try and navigate through this, um, I guess, system that is happening at the moment, I've got Barry Urquhart on the line. He's from Marketing Focus. He's a business strategist, a marketing researcher, and a respected conference keynote speaker. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Blaine. So tell us a little bit about where we stand at the moment. Obviously, regional areas are really struggling to get workers, particularly from city areas. What are some of the reasons behind this?
1: Well, I think that everything to do with the economy and the pandemic at the moment is artificial. It's artificially induced by government initiatives and the budgets and that sort of thing. The great difficulty is that there's no long-term implications. Uh, in the 1960s, there was a futurist, Alvin Toffler. He wrote a book, Future Shock, and he shocked a lot of people when he said in 1970 that to an average Australian entering the workforce at that time, they could expect seven career changes because it'll be about every seven years that they'll be changing their job. Mm. Today, tenure in an employment situation is three years, and given the pandemic, it's kind of a month-by-month basis.
0: Um, I guess the gig economy has a little bit to, to play with this, where people are picking up, I guess, uh, more short-sharp kind of jobs than, than long-term and solid career prospects.
1: Yes, it's opportunistic. Now, this is an implication that a lot of people haven't given due consideration to, particularly for the southeast of Western Australia, around Esperance, Salmon Gums, Ravensthorpe and up into Kalgoorlie, Laverton and Leonora. There's been a reluctance, noticeably a big reluctance of you know employers and prospective employers about older employees because they're not a long-term proposition. But interestingly enough, a mature uh, you know person now graduating at say twenty, twenty-two. 30 33 years of age with a university degree, and they're particularly in IT, commerce, and the social sciences. Their ambition in a majority of instances is to be self-employed within five years. Mm. Therefore, a lot of people are you know, eliminating any consideration to older employees when, indeed, older employees seem to be able to be more loyal, more stable and, in many instances, with their past
0: experience, more productive. We had the federal budget um, laid out uh, last week. There's talk about tax cuts, which are coming in with the hope many people will start spending those extra dollars in their pockets. I've got my doubts about that, as particularly when people have been stood down or unemployed uh, for such a period when they're still struggling to pay the rent or the mortgage or whatever it might be to to keep their head above water. Where does the government or what's the thinking behind the government, do you think, um, in in getting people to try and spend their extra dollars on what may not be uh, considered necessities?
1: Blaine, great question. For both the federal and the state governments, they've got two options – There's monetary policy, which is the manipulation and management and control of interest rates. Now, at a quarter of a percent, there's not much scope to actually stimulate further. There can be bond rates and those sort of things. That's very marginalised, and so consequently, they're looking not so much to monetary policy, to fiscal policy, and it's the expenditure. Now, they could build more roads and airports and that sort of thing. What they're simply saying is, we've got to get people spending more money. More than 65% of the Australian and more particularly the West Australian economy, is all about consumerism and domestic demand. Now, you've got to get people going out and spending more. The way to do that is to put money in their pockets as soon as possible. Fiscal policy is a blunt instrument, but there's usually a three-month lead time. So consequently, the initiative by the state government saying we will take money from the you know the electricity commission and you know the Alan Bond sort of circumstance with the you know four on the floor entrepreneurs of the mm. 60s, put $600 in the pockets of people. Well, it's not in their pockets. It's going to be on their accounts, and they'll work that off over you know with their electricity bills. That's going to free up some money, and hopefully, this is the thinking of the government. They will spend that money as they did in 2008 at the onset of the global financial crisis when the Rudd government mm. gave two tranches of close to $1,000 and people responded immediately because they got money into their accounts and spent with gay abandon on television sets, mobile phones <laughs> and that. This time it won't be money into their accounts. It will be a credit into their account on their electricity bills which will be worked over a period of time. Therefore, your assessment is probably more accurate than the hopes And aspirations of both the federal and the state governments.
0: Yeah, we could talk about it for hours, couldn't we? I'm sure there'd be plenty of other topics and tangents that we could go on. But thank you very much for joining us this morning, Mr. Barry Urquhart.
1: Thanks very much for the opportunity, Blaine.